It's time for your weekly dose of nostalgia with the 80s and 90s Uncensored. I am Milo Dennison. And I'm Jamie Fenderson. And today we're talking about the cheesiest cartoons. And to help us do that, we have Cade from Cartoon Commotion. Cade, I have, an, I have, a, I have an, uh, I have to tell you something. When I when I watch your YouTube channel, when I when I watch your analysis of cartoons, I do eat cereal. Oh, perfect. What what <laughs> other way is there to do it, man? So tell us about your channel. Tell us about your work and how you got into it. Um, you're just creating a cartoon commotion out here, bro. <laughs> I I do my best to create a cartoon commotion. Okay, I hiya homies, friendos. Thank you bunches for having me here, Jamie and Milo. I'm so totally stoked to dig into this cheesy topic with you both. Uh, to everyone listening, I am Cade, your new favorite cartoon weirdo, and. Oh, yeah. Yep, that's my co-host and best bud in the whole wide world. That's Jiggy the Piggy, my radically talented banjo-playing pet pig. Together, we rewind with you to the red tunes of the 80s and 90s, exploring their depth and value in our lives today. And we have a lot of fun doing that, too. We stream live twice a month on Facebook and YouTube, and we also have an audio-only version of the show. And sometimes we throw in a bonus episode here and there. Previously, we've taken a look at how Gem and the Holograms was actually about selfishness, and the tick teaches us to embrace an unusual path, and what the term real really means in the real Ghostbusters. There's so much more on the way, so keep it locked, because we're gearing up for loads more commotion. But we can't have a cartoon commotion without you. Thanks for having me here, guys. I'm I'm really yeah. excited. <laughs> nice. I, I, I love how you get deep into the cartoon. Like cartoons you think are just kind of surface, but you go deep, bro. You go like there's some real stuff in these cartoons that, that need to be uncovered, and that's what you're doing. <laughs> oh man, I can't wait to get into Thundercats because they're they actually hired a, a psychiatrist to write like work on the episodes of thundercats oh yeah we've talked about thundercats quite a bit on this series we talked about <laughs> milo's convinced that mumra is the good guy because his planet was you know it's this ancient planet maybe he's the only inhabitant but it was invaded by aliens and he's just trying to protect himself yeah. and his planet you know yeah, i actually did listen to that episode and <laughs> i um I have some thoughts, but I was thinking about like doing a little episode and uh, maybe addressing that sometime. Maybe <laughs> do a little cross promotion shout out. <laughs> that'd be cool. Yeah, that'd be. We awesome. can have a deep discussion about the merits of Mumra's uh, self defense. <laughs> I, I I totally dig Defending that. Defending the future. <laughs> oh, that poor innocent mummy. I know. <laughs> so misunderstood. Well, today we're going to talk about cheesy 80s cartoons. So we've each brought a few cheesy 80s cartoons that we will pitch to see which is the cheesiest, I guess. Who wants to go first? Why don't we let give Cade the honor? I, I want to see what... I, I just want to guess some of his cheese. All right. That's exciting. So... The whole reason I thought we should do this episode is because the cartoons in the 1980s, they can get really cheesy sometimes. And there's nothing wrong with Cheddar because Cheddar makes it better, right? It does. <laughs> the goal is not to put down the cartoons for how cheesy they were, but to highlight that because it's an essential part of what made them so charming and memorable. The first tune I picked was a pup named Scooby-Doo. Hanna-Barbera, they were trying to put a kid spin on their tunes in the 80s. 
like they they did it a lot something i'd like to call the kidification of hanna barbera that i think you might want to work that into your lingo there kidification kidification i'm feeling it <laughs> someday i might whip up a bonus episode on that but for now we got to talk about the pup named scooby-doo it aired september 10th of 1988 and it lasted for three seasons and just a small tangent here i actually was like I, really only three seasons because it feels longer like i mean when i was growing up with this show it felt like it ran a lot longer than three anyway it, it's got to be the cheesiest scooby-doo spin they've ever turned out man none of the scooby gang except maybe velma had more than half a brain cell <laughs> and <laughs> and i actually loved this as a kid okay i'm not i'm not trashing it i i this show was uh how a lot of kids in the 80s discovered scooby-doo uh, besides like reruns of the OG stuff, Fred was always blaming a boy named Red Herring for literally everything. It, it was a, a joke clearer than Crystal Pepsi. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> It was sort of lame, but you couldn't help but laughing. And man, this borrowed a ton of visual gags from their Tom and Jerry days. It was it was all wonky, nonstop, over the top facial expressions and wacky tune antics. It bent the rules of physics way more than in Scooby's 1969 cartoon. There's a specific episode I want to highlight, though. This is uh, one where they they were seriously up against a literal cheese monster. Episode three wanted Cheddar Cheddar alive. <laughs> <laughs> Could you hear the the pun in that, Jamie? I got it. <laughs> <laughs> There's an unexplainable cheese monster, literally unexplainable, terrorizing the Scooby Snack Factory. And it's totally obvious that Larry Acme from Acme Dog Biscuits is the dude in the monster suit. He He's on TV basically like plotting to his evil ways. And they're just, they don't know until the end, of course. And the baddie of Scooby-Doo is always pretty clear. But in this series, they really stood out like a sore thumb. Then they would actually ask the kids watching if they knew who the monster was. Like, do you know all the clues? At one moment, Scooby and Velma in this episode use Shaggy to sniff for clues because apparently Scooby's nose wouldn't work without Scooby's snacks. The cheesiest bit was when Daphne easily escaped the monster's ropes because they were tied up. They were all tied up and she just stood up and walked off. She was like, that's it. I'm leaving because my skirt's getting wrinkled. Oh, <laughs> Daphne, she's so shallow. <laughs> and I guess, you know, that's a legit enough reason to split, right? But uh, Scooby actually ate the monster's cheese costume, leaving nothing but the headpiece because it was literally made from cheese. Oh, so it wasn't just a fake cheese outfit. It was no. just real cheese. It was like he climbed out of a vat of cheese or something, and he was made of the cheese. <laughs> so... I give this episode four cheese monsters out of five because it didn't have enough cheese puns. <laughs> well, I mean, sh okay, so Shaggy did say that the cops could grill him. Oh, that's, wow. <laughs> that's a good cheese pun. Yeah, that was, that you, was the, uh, unless you don't know you can't grill cheese, you can. But if you don't know that, well, but in all fairness, <laughs> who doesn't know that you can grill cheese? Who doesn't know that? <laughs> so, like a grilled cheese sandwich, like, that's a nice cheesy touch, but that's. That's my first pick, Cheddar or uh, Cheddar Alive. <laughs> cheddar Alive. And it was literally cheesy. Literally. <laughs> All right, Jimmy, what do you got? The one I'm going with, I forgot this was a 90s one. 
but I'm so, but I'm going to go with it anyway because it's as cheesy as far as I'm concerned. It's as cheesy as it can get, and I can break the rules on my show, right? So I'm going to go for this. It's 1991. It's called Yo Yogi. Oh, there's another kidification. Yeah, because Yogi now he's a teenager instead of an adult bear. He's a teenager bear, and then he he's hanging out, but he's a crime fighter. But he, he hangs out. In Jellystone Mall with Boo Boo and Cindy Bear and Snagglepuss, but they're cool like mall people. And the Ranger Smith, he he's not a ranger there, he's a mall cop. <laughs> he's a security <laughs> guard. Um, so he's this teenager yogi who's hanging out at the mall and his like nemesis is the mall cop. I, I think it's just cheese, like it's I, I declare this Limburger. Oh. I declare this Limburger because this is like one of those late 80s, early 90s. Hey, we're going to turn this like 60s, 70s cartoon into a teenager and they're going to hang out in the mall and ride skateboards because it's like the 80s and 90s and they're cool now, right? Everything's cool and 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 to the max. Yo, Yogi. Yo, Yogi. <laughs> yo, what's up? Yo, 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 what's up, Yogi? So... <laughs> I don't know if I have a I, I like how you're like putting like you got specific cheese episodes. I, I don't have that, but I will say that this is pretty cheese when you like turn turn a classic cartoon character into like this cool 90s teenager and he hangs out at a mall instead of a park. Like 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 when he grew up, he was a teenager, he used to hang out at the mall and fight crime, but then he just became a bum in the park. I just wonder where they get the angle of fighting crime. Like <laughs> Why is How he much a crime, crime fighter? Is there at a mall as well? Like, well, and you already have Ranger Smith anyway. It's isn't his job to fight crime at the mall. Like, yeah, he's the mall cop. So that that's 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 pretty cheese. I, I declare that Limburger. It's super cheese. Yo, Yogi. Like, if he's not <laughs> taking picnic baskets, what is he taking from the mall? Yes. That's what I want to know. I, I want to rewatch it just to figure that out. He's pro he's probably stealing watches and handbags and stuff. And then he he finally got caught and like thrown in the park. And now he's, he's got to get it. <laughs> now he's he, when he grows up, he gets he's he just does a naked bear who's got to steal picnic baskets for well, food. What, what if he <laughs> took what bum. if he took like the what if he took like food from the food court? He could do that. Like yeah. the McDonald's has those bags. He could take Happy Meals. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Cheeseburger happy meals. That's Ooh. right. Mm -hmm. Quarter pounder with cheese happy meals. <laughs> Get the quarter pounder Milo, with cheese. How about you, buddy? What do you got? <laughs> so I'm going full on cheesiness with mine, and that is Gilligan's Planet. Oh, yes. So this ran for just one season in 1982 for a total of 13 episodes. Gilligan's Island, as we all know, a bunch of castaways stranded on the island. And of course, they spend the series trying to get off the island by building boats, by flagging up planes. Yet somehow, out of wood and coconuts and whatever else, they manage to build a rocket ship that they pile into and they fly out of the Earth's atmosphere into space and then get lost in space and end up on another planet. <laughs> so... They, of course, now are stranded on a planet trying to get back to Earth. And typical 
you know, Gilligan's Island hijinks happen. And they managed to buddy up with like a little green. He's like a little green. Um, he looks like a, basically like a baby dinosaur thing that becomes their little pet. And all of the cast rep reprise their voices for the series, except for um, Tina Louise. She basically tried to distance herself from from, from cartoon Gilligan's Island. <laughs> yeah, based, well, from Gilligan's Island in general, like she didn't do the rescue from Gilligan's Island or anything like that. They actually had a different girl do it. So in this, Don Wells, who plays Ginger, also, or sorry, Don Wells, who plays Marianne, also does the voice of Ginger. It's crazy cheesy because it was cheesy enough when it was on an lonely island on the planet earth now they're on an alien planet and so yeah i'm going five out of five cheese wheels on this one i don't know how <laughs> we're going with our cheese ratings but that's great <laughs> swiss cheese i guess because the planet's got holes in it i'm just imagining like they can they can construct a working rocket yeah <laughs> out of wood they, they couldn't fix a hole in a boat couldn't we fix can't a whole fix a hole of that, but even the professor can't do that. But those we, can, poor, we can build a rocket out of coconuts. Can build a rocket. Those yeah. poor, <laughs> poor cursed people. Yeah, <laughs> they were it's totally ridiculous. cursed. <laughs> <laughs> and it has a laugh track too. So like, oh, if you watch no. it, you're like, <laughs> I'm sure laugh it needs track it. in an animated series. All right. Yeah, <laughs> laugh tracks had some cheese, like in and of themselves. Because, like, I mean, in the Flintstones, like, I mean. That that's kind of, I mean, would you say that's yeah. where it basically started? And to, well, for, definitely for animated series. I don't know if any, like, did the Jetsons have a laugh track? I think some of it did. Uh, because mm -hmm. there, that's actually a case all in and of, in and of itself. A, a portion of that show started in the 80s, oh. and, a, and a good portion of that show, 13 episodes of that, the first season was in the 60s. So that's a whole nother case study. I mean. <laughs> Milo, you know me. I love my visits to the wine bar, but I'd like to expand my palate and find some nice sweet wines. You should check out staggeringunicorn.com. They have an exquisite selection of 34 different wines, each crafted with real fruit and no artificial ingredients. I suppose I have to go to the store to get a bottle. You do not, my friend. They conveniently ship their magical creations to 38 states, including ours of Washington ensuring everyone can enjoy the enchantment of sweet wines. And on top of that, for additional savings, they offer a Wine of the Month Club, adding an extra touch of delight to your exploration of their fantastical collection. Bro, I'm signing up. Where do I go? You can embark on a magical journey to the sweeter side of wine at Staggering Unicorn Winery at staggeringunicorn.com. All right, Kays, drop the cheese on us, bro. I'm next. I'm next. Okay. Denver, the last dinosaur. You, you guys, do you guys remember the yeah. theme song? Denver, the, the last, last dinosaur. dinosaur. He's, He's my, my friend, friend and, and a whole lot more. Yeah. <laughs> I do. Of course, Jamie knows the theme song. <laughs> of course, I do. <laughs> Milo doesn't know the theme song. No. Uh, I have like a, a, I have a, a little a, like a baby dinosaur, right? Like no. a little kid dinosaur. No, no, no. That that's I think that's literally dinosaurs. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, no, the, he's about the he's a little bigger than the teenagers themselves, but he's yeah. like a teenager dinosaur. Uh I mean, kinda. he's okay. So like he's hatched from an egg, so it's kind of it's it's hard. It, 
He can Let's... play the guitar though, like he can <laughs> rock. So <laughs> don't think too long on the age of the dinosaur. <laughs> so Denver actually aired in 1988, also just like a pup named Scooby Doo, but it only had two seasons. Uh, its cheese is its strongest quality, I would have to say. The, this tune is so weirdly charming, it'll take you right back to the 80s. This cartoon is all about a group of boys that discover a dinosaur, Denver. They befriend him and name him, and then it's just literally them hanging out, learning and keeping Denver safe and alive, hiding their secret from any dudes that might try to take advantage of the dino somehow. One of the cheesiest episodes is uh, season two, episode 13, and that opens with the boys planning to make Denver a part of their rock and roll talent show act. Uh, Denver tries to cheer up their nerdy friend, Freddy, because he, okay. <laughs> I preference this with like, I cannot believe that this just slipped him by all these, all these years. He just woke up one day and realized that he is a nerd. And <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah. He looked in the mirror. He saw the glasses. He saw the complexion nerd. That's what he was. He says, he says, that's who I am. And I guess, I guess he just hit a zone of self-awareness that wasn't there before. So th then he, he built his own robot band and, uh, cause you know, Denver Denver suggested I guess that he become popular because he's like look at this magazine now Denver can't talk so he's just literally pointing at the magazine of the cool guy and he's like bleh, bleh. and <laughs> uh, Freddie's like oh yeah I'll just try to be popular that that would solve all my problems the two reoccurring bad guys though the, a rock promoter named Fizzback and a mad scientist named Funt set out to use his robot band to make big bucks at the talent show. One of the cheesiest moments was when the mad scientist uh, Funt is asked that if he, if he could actually play the accordion, which controls these robots. And he turns to um, Fizzback and he says, well, all scientists can play the accordion, which <laughs> makes a lot of sense. <laughs> Everybody knows that. <laughs> yeah. Another major cheese moment was when the nerd got so depressed. Freddy, he didn't want to be around people, so they drug him around in a little red wagon. He was kind of a drag. He, <laughs> he has uh, whiny ways of saying things that could make you cringe. Literally. It's just That's pretty cringy. Even if he was just saying normal things like, I don't want to be a nerd anymore. He was probably one of my least favorite characters out of a ton of characters that were almost all alike in this series. But also, in a major ironic way, I, I still laugh about the nerd crying the way that he does every time I think about this show. So it's, it's not like it was so bad that it wasn't good again. It's just cheesy good. Mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. for that reason, I give this one three out of five wagons loaded with cheese. <laughs> and that's more than enough cheese to go around. <laughs> Yeah, I, I like I like that series. I don't remember that at all. Don't remember. Oh, I remember it. at all. I mean, oh. yeah, and there was it was very eighties. The the dinosaur joined their rock band and but often played the guitar. And he was their buddy. He just happened to be a dinosaur. <laughs> you can get the whole show on DVD now, so yeah. you can find it on Amazon, and it's worth it just for the cheese alone, man. Yeah, mm -hmm. it's worth it. I think yeah. it probably smells like cheese too, like the DVD <laughs> package. Take a whiff. 
as long as it's not Limburger. <laughs> yeah. My next cartoon, this this is an 80s cartoon. It's called Turbo Teen. Oh, Turbo Teen. So oh, man. I cannot watch a clip of this without cringing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, so, literally, like, just, oh, it, it makes me a little nauseous, just a little it's bit. It's a little strange. It's kind of bizarre. So there's a thunderstorm, and this teenager named Brett Matthews gets into a car accident in this secret laboratory, and <laughs> the weird sciencey stuff fuses him to the car so that he can become a car if he wants <laughs> to, and then turn back into a teenager. So he, of course, he fights crime. Because that's what you do when you can turn into a car, right? Right. And I always thought, so he's got his friends, Patty and Alex, and he's got a dog named Rusty, and they're going to go on adventures. And when Shizzle hits the fan, he's just like, going to turn into a car now. And, and the whole <laughs> sequence of him turning into a car is like kind of bizarre and grotesque. It's like It's like body horror. It's like body horror. Yeah. Like like they could remake this if they did a live action thing. It would be maybe like like a rated R thing. Like it's it's like if you change into a werewolf, like like you're where turn into yeah. a werewolf. It, he kind of liked that. His face starts his eyes start to turn into the lights, and it's kind of like like a werewolf movie. Like it's 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 kind of bizarre. So it, it gets it gets some cheese wheels for sure. Four of them, because it's a cop. Yeah. <laughs> no five because you include the steering wheel mm. oh loophole. so five cheese wheels for uh turbo teen i'm like i'm thinking about though like the transformation like his mouth like almost becomes the grill of the car yeah like, yeah and his eyes kind of become the headlights and he, yeah i always thought they should do kind of maybe a, a reboot of this but maybe a tvma thing and like they have <laughs> cgi and he's just like He's always in pain, and he's as he's turning into the car, and it's kind of like it's terrifying. <laughs> I think terrifying. They, I think they should do it like a reboot, like a TVMA CGI reboot kind of thing. I yeah, think I was. Do it. <laughs> I was saving. I was saving Turbo Teen for a very special cartoon commotion experience. I was gonna do oh something about the cringiest cartoons or something like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'll look yeah. forward to that because yeah, that's that's be definitely one. worth it. So yeah. there's my pick. All right. My next one involves characters that look like cheese. And that is Pac-Man, the cartoon. They did 42 episodes of it starting in 1982. It was the first video game turned cartoon. And you've got little circular guys that look like cutout wheels of cheese running around. They live in a world that is circular, cheese-like circular. They eat power pellets, basically cheese puffs. <laughs> and and what's funny is like the the whole concept of the whole show. There's really nothing to it. It's everybody's just trying to get the power pellets. You've got the ghosts trying to get the power pellets. You got Pac Man, and then he gets the power pellets, and then he eats the ghosts, and then their little two eyeballs just float away, and then they come back. And like the episodes are kind of weird too because I was watching one Pac Man and his kid go fishing, and they take they've got a dog which is called Chomp Chomp, and they've got a cat that's called Sourpuss. And they take chomp chop fishing and like the little fish are trying to go in after little baby power pellets. And then the ghosts are trying to sneak up on the Pac-Man and, and the, the ghosts are just super stupid. 
And um, <laughs> it's just, it's a ridiculous show yet. Like it was on for a long time. They did, they had two primetime specials, the Pac-Man Halloween special and the Christmas special. Wow. Yeah. It just, if you watch it, you're like, this is dumb as all get out. Like, <laughs> <laughs> So what's your rating on that? Oh, you got to go all out. Well, I, I give Gilly, I, I can't go five out of five on all of them. So I, actually, it what? can't be cheesier than Gilligan, bro. It can't be. And, <laughs> and to be honest, it, it is what it says it is. So I'm actually going to go three out of five. I'm going to go three Havartis out of five. I got you. That was that, that was great. I was like, I was thinking back to it because like, I know that the pellets kind of they sort of power the city if i'm if i'm right everything is powered by the pellets yeah they power the city they eat them they but and it's weird like how you get them because you can there's trees that grow them there's like all these different ways to get power pellets kind of like the opium wars yeah like. basically everybody's after pellet power pellets and, and the they british power came and addicted everybody these pellets <laughs> they just run everything like yeah <laughs> well i'm thinking like like he's eating their power supply that is definitely something that that requires deeper investigation <laughs> mm -hmm. how can everything run on this one thing all right Kate, cheese us up okay my third and final choice is the one and only mr t cartoon this premiered on September 17th, 1983, and it was basically Mr. T as a gymnastics coach taking a gang of kids around for tours and competitions and stuff. And in between, uh, they'd somehow stumble upon a mystery like Scooby-Doo. Some of these episodes were really well written, but they would have been better as Scooby-Doo episodes, in my opinion. <laughs> And others were really ultra cheesy and just made me smile because it made a larger than life personality like Mr. T's even larger. And it was already epic from the from the start. It was the it was the ultimate Mr. T cheese experience. And I, and I loved it for that. Uh, for instance, uh, episode seven, the ninja mystery. That's what it's called. The Ninja Mystery. A stuntman posed as a ninja starts terrorizing a New York hotel. And the team just so happened to be staying there. <laughs> Mr. T figured out that this dude was actually a pirate. A ninja that's actually a pirate. I know, weird. Mr. T but... versus the Ninja Pirate. Yeah, yeah. super cheesy that's... up in here. That should have been an episode like in and of itself. <laughs> but he wasn't like a pirate of the sea or whatever. He was actually a film pirate. And he was trying to get his hands on the movie that that was being shot there because he was a stuntman for the movie uh, before it even hit the cutting room floor for editing. This had the cheesiest cheese ball moment within the series that I can remember. Mr. T knocked a solid steel safe door off its hinges with a single kick. <laughs> it was it was the kind of vault you would see in a movie in a huge bank for money, only it was in the hotel basement. I mean, he was always strong in the A-team and everything. He's always known as a big, strong guy. But this cartoon made him superhuman, dude. <laughs> <laughs> it's a cartoon that I, I think you know you shouldn't sleep on this for the cheese factor in and of itself that that cheese factor you should embrace the 80s cheese and eat it up because that's what made it so weirdly fantastic get yourself some mr t cereal i, I was gonna say fool. get yourself some mr t cereal and yeah. watch yourself some mr t uh, yeah yeah actually i did i got some in a 
in a promo piece of art i got some and jiggy's eating some of the cereal out of my bowl <laughs> nice um my rating is five volts of cheese <laughs> five full volts five full volts of cheese out of five well if mrs t's around <laughs> it doesn't matter you can't protect that cheese one well, kick no, and it's, it's, it's one his. kick and it's done it's <laughs> his cheese man it's his <laughs> mr t owns that cheese yeah he does <laughs> Uh, we're getting close to our 30-minute self-enforced time limit here. So just real quickly, Jamie, what's your last one? Just name it and rate it. Yeah, so I was going to say He-Man because nobody can tell Adam was He-Man, even though he looks exactly like He-Man. Super cheese. <laughs> that's that's He-Man yellow hair cheese is what he that got, is. He got a tan, he got right? A tan. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> And he dressed like in the in the foofy foofy stuff. So yeah, <laughs> he man. Uh, my last one is kid video. I've actually talked about it in the past. It's a cheesy oh, show yeah. that involves like cartoon live action singing cartoons. This weird world that people the kids get drawn into. So I'm gonna go. That is Gouda cheese. So we'll go <laughs> three slices of Gouda on that one. That's one worth checking out though. Yeah. Oh, definitely. definitely. If you can find it, because uh, with all it's the licensing issues, you can't really find yeah. it. Yeah. All right, Cade, uh, real quickly, tell people where they can find you again before we wrap up. Yep. Thanks, Bunches, for having me, Jamie, Milo. I really dig your show. You can find Cartoon Commotion on everything. We are a podcast and live show. We go live two times a month on YouTube and Facebook. Those episodes also get an audio-only podcast. You can find everything on cartooncommotion.com. And yes... That's commotion with two M's, but it's worth it. Thanks for having me, guys. Hey, thanks, thanks for, for joining coming, us. That was a lot of fun. And with that, audience, we'll say we are out of here to go watch ourselves some cheesy animated cartoons. <laughs> <laughs>